Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Carl Allen. Carl, you're the founder of the Dealmaker Wealth Society. You're on the web at dealmakerwealthsociety.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. And Carl, what do you teach people to do? So I've I've been a dealmaker for almost 30 years now. I buy and sell um, small businesses, and I mm. teach people how to do that without using their own capital and also without having to necessarily operate the businesses that they buy. I teach them how to be owner investors, how to build portfolios, all those different things. Wow. Uh, so what kind of companies would be prime candidates for acquisition? So we're really focusing on businesses that really fit in someone's sector of experience. So um, a, a deal that I would pursue would be very different from one that you would pursue or anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there are classic types of businesses to target. Anything that's business to business, so manufacturing, engineering, technology, transportation, construction, logistics. We tend to shy away from like Amazon-type businesses or yeah. physical store retail um, or things like that. But um, But the best advice on that is... Uh, buy something that's in your area of knowledge. So if, if you're you're a web designer, say, go buy a web design firm or an IT services company. You know, don't buy a laundromat or a gas station. Buy something that you know, that you understand, you can add value to. And um, it's something that's going to fulfill you and you're passionate about. You're likely going to have, I mean, again, along with industry experience and you know, just kind of knowing the ins and outs, your network is just going to be geared more in that direction. So, um, if if so, if someone is evaluating a company, um, what what would they be looking for? Yeah. So, so the, again, the perfect deal for me is going to be different to the perfect deal for you. But we 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 look at deals through three primarily guiding principles. So the three main filters, it's what we call the perfect deal triad. So there are three things that you need to nail uh, to get the right business. So the first one we just talked about a little bit is buy buy something that's in your lane. So if you're a first-time business buyer, buy something in a sector you know, you understand, you can add value to, you can leverage your your genius. Uh, If you own an existing business, then buying businesses is a much faster, much safer way to scale what you already have. So buy something that's going to move the needle. 
So if you're a software company, go buy another software company or an IT services company, and then you can cross-pollinate customers and products and services. And then yeah. you bring two companies together, there's tons of costs that you can that you can eliminate. I so, would imagine, you know, if you've got a good CRM of customers that you've sold to in the past, and you're like, hey, these guys would probably, and I, and I can do some research to find out if my customers, customers would have an interest in in this other additional service or product, I mean, you know, you could you could come up with some pretty good data um, to kind of de-risk the deal. Absolutely, and that that's one of the things that we do when when we're looking at deal origination and specifying what type of deals to do. So, if you own a business and you want to buy another one, it's really understanding. You know, what is your what do your customers actually want? And then you buy in that space and give it to them. Mm-hmm. And then also you can buy in your supply chain. So if you're an engineering company uh, and you're spending uh, a ton of your cost of sales on certain types of raw materials, then just, just go buy those companies. Because you can buy businesses leveraging other people's money. Mm-hmm. If, if you buy part of your cost base, then you're obviously increasing your margin. But, but the, the kind of... The type of business to buy is only one of the three factors. That the second factor is uh, all about the seller. So what yeah, you want to ideally yeah. target, you ideally want to target uh, what I call a distressed seller of a good business. Mm. So you never want to buy a bad business, a business that's really struggling, it's got no cash flow, it's in some trouble, because you'll, you're just inheriting somebody else's headaches. You're better off buying a profitable business that's got some degree of of automation. It's just a lot easier. Um, but you want a seller that's highly, highly motivated to want to leave the business. They could be wanting to retire. You know, there's 10,000 baby boomers retiring in America every single day, and tons of them own small businesses, and they don't have an exit strategy. So it's finding those people that are motivated to sell, and owners, they get sick, they get bored, they get tired. Sometimes, sadly, they die. They get frustrated. They run out of ideas. So buying a business from somebody like that is is perfect because they're not then always focused on the money. They're focused on other things like their legacy, uh, protecting the business that they've built, safeguarding their employees, um, maintaining you know their brand and their logo. It's crazy, but I've I bought businesses where that was more important to a seller than the physical cash that I was going to uh, to give them. And, and it's not surprising, Josh, when you think about it, you know, if you look at a, a business owner and they, they've had that business for, say, 20 years and they're looking to sell it, they've spent more time in that business than they have with their own family. Yeah. It's, like their, it's like their baby and they want it to go to a safe place, somebody that's going to cherish it and nurture it. Um, so we leverage a lot of that psychology when it comes to dealing with, with with sellers. So that's the second point. The third point then is all about the numbers. So you want to buy a business um, that's got a financial profile to allow you to buy it in a leveraged way, i.e. using other people's money, whether it's investors, whether it's bank financing, whether mm-hmm. it's the SBA and their 7A loan program, or you'll be surprised how many sellers um, – will sell you their business and let you pay for it over time. Mm-hmm. And you pay for it over time using the cash flow that the business continues to pump out month on month. Um, so that, that's called seller financing. So 
Uh, most deals, though, are a combination of some of those different elements. Right. So, so to summarize, you want to buy a business that's highly related to you. You want to buy a business from a highly motivated seller, and you want to buy a business that's got either assets or cash flows pulsing through it, which means that you can go and tap into the trillions of dollars of acquisition financing to buy it without you putting in your own money. So uh, that's what we do. Yeah. Well, so Carl, what's the upside here? It sounds like this could open up some really great opportunities if you do this well. Yeah. So so the, the upside is is huge. So the upside's huge if you're trapped in a job working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get free and become a business owner, go from employee to employer. Most people, however, that do that, they start a business from scratch, which is the craziest thing uh-huh. um, you can ever do in your life. Uh, I've done it, failed miserably, um, as has most of the world. Only 4% of startups actually make it uh, beyond 10 years. Um, it's much quicker, safer, and cheaper to buy an existing business that somebody else has built, survived, and doesn't yeah. want anymore. So there's a lot of upside. So when, when you're doing a deal like that, let, let's say you buy a business for a million dollars and you finance it using other people's money. So you're mm-hmm. not putting any of your money into that deal. And you you operate or own that business for three years, and then you sell it for $3 million, and you've paid off the financing through the cash flows. You've then sold the business for $3 million, which is all your money, because you're, you're the business owner now. Um, and over three years, effectively, you, you've earned seven figures a year, which puts you in the 0.1% of entrepreneurs in the United States. So there's a lot of upside as an individual, and then obviously... If you're buying businesses as an existing business owner, um, you can double your business in a day by going and bolting on another business that you have. So if you started a business, it took you five years to get to a million dollars, bearing in mind only 1% of businesses ever get to a million dollars in revenues. But let's say you do that. um, To go from one to two million, it might take you another three years, whereas Mm -hmm. you can go and buy an existing business and double instantly um and 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 just be a much bigger more powerful company in the marketplace so so the the upsides are are huge um obviously but you know this isn't for the faint hearted this this is wall street stuff which i yeah. learned and mastered as an investment banker many many years ago and and it's all about packaging it and plugging it into um you know the us small business economy um, but the concept of buying a business using other people's money has been around for 75 years. That's what the Wall Street guys do. You know, I used to do that as an mm-hmm. investment banker. Uh, I've just made this strategy available, this unique mechanism available for um, the, the regular Joe that, that's got some business knowledge and wants to become a business owner, um, buying one versus starting one. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think of, you know, and anyone else who's bootstrapped a business, you know what goes into that. And there's a lot of risk at the beginning. So um, I, I guess, you know, I think about the the risk in bootstrapping a business, but but then there's also risk to acquiring a business. And 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 I guess, you know, obviously you kind of mentioned some factors that you're looking for. Um, but is there anything else we should consider in just in terms of risk or um you know, obviously it's possible you could get straddled with something that's just not going to sell. So uh, yeah. any other considerations there? 
Yes. Yeah, so, so one of the key things that happens through um, the, the, the buying process. So, let's say you you go out and you find a business, uh, you negotiate a deal, you raise the financing, and then you go through a a closing process. So, buying a business is a lot like buying real estate. Most people have bought real estate, so they know how it works. And buying a business is very very similar. Um, you're just buying a different type of asset. Mm-hmm. Um, that final process, uh, two things happen. One is called due diligence. So like in real estate, you'll survey the property, you'll check the neighborhood, you'll look at the schools, you'll do all that stuff. When you're buying a business, there are things you need to verify uh, that you're buying what you think you're buying. So you'll you'll do financial due diligence. So you'll check that the business is revenues, it's profits, it's balance sheet, it, it's true and accurate, they've paid their taxes on time, all those different things. You'll, you'll do commercial due diligence. So you'll look into the marketplace and make sure that you're buying a business that, that's in a good market. They've got good customers. Uh, they're not overly reliant on, say, one customer or one supplier that, that could hurt the business in the future. And then there's also legal due diligence. So mm-hmm. um, checking that the business isn't in any trouble. Um, if it's a technology company, that it's IP is solid and defensible. Now, the great thing is you as a business buyer don't have to do any of that work. You'd be crazy if you did. If if you were buying a piece of real estate, you wouldn't do the legal work yourself. Uh, You'd hire an attorney. And that's what we do in buying a business. We hire a CPA to handle all of the due diligence. um, And we hire an attorney to handle both the legal due diligence, checking the business is a safe business to buy, but also the attorney will draw up all of the closing documents, that the contracts that you sign, both with the seller and with the financing parties that you use, which transfers the ownership of the business from them as the seller to, to you as the buyer. And, and, and the great thing about partnering with those two individuals, the CPA and the attorney, is providing you, you build the right relationships with them, and I, I teach people how to do that, is you can pay them on a contingency fee basis. So you can pay them from the business when you've closed the deal. You don't need to pay them uh, up front. So, um, so that means it truly is a way to do a, a total uh, no money out of pocket transaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so right now, uh, my other company, Savings Angel, um, what would you say? Uh, so my other company, Savings Angel, I've run for 13 years, but it takes 1% of my time and you know i really don't want much to do with it so i've i've had a couple of conversations if i if someone has uh, a company and they're like hey look i'm this company's for potentially for sale here i you know i don't really want to be involved in this anymore and someone with the right relationships could do some really great work with it yeah. um, what could they do to make themselves yes. more known to potential buyers yeah, so um, so so what sellers typically do is <clears throat> about eighty percent of sellers um, sell their businesses through their network. So mm. they'll call their wealth manager, they'll call their CPA, they'll call their financier, they'll call their lawyer. And one of the methods of deal origination I teach buyers is to network with those deal intermediaries as we categorize them and build those relationships. And depending on you know where you're based, what type of business you want to buy, you'll be able to find those different types of businesses. And another big 
method of deal origination is via social media. So when, when I started my career back on Wall Street in 1992, we didn't have um, LinkedIn, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have Google and Twitter. And those have all become phenomenal tools that buyers and sellers can use to connect and network. There are thousands of groups just on LinkedIn alone um, around the buying and selling of businesses in in particular industries, in particular locations. You just go on and search and join, and then you can solicit deal flow. One of the most common methods, even though only about one in five businesses sell uh, through this method, is business brokers. So Mm. there are thousands and thousands of business brokers. You, You have very general business brokers, uh, so bizbysell.com is a marketplace of thousands of brokers that are selling businesses in any sector imaginable, in any location. Um, generally, you know, businesses sub a million dollars in revenues all the way up to, say, 10, 15 million. And then there's companies like Transworld who are a business broker franchise. And then you, you know, there's so many brokers. If you go to Google and type in business brokers, they're everywhere. Uh, they, some even specialize um, in locations. Some even specialize in particular sectors. You've got business brokers like uh, like Empire Flippers. There, they specialize just in uh, in online businesses, so Amazon type businesses, SaaS wow. businesses, etc. So, so for a seller, those those are the routes um, that, that that you will take. Um, but it's um, it, it's very interesting when you come to sell a business. So flipping it now to the selling side, yeah, um, it, it can be really hard for a seller because I think it's different for you because you're not you're not working in your business. You're working on your business. Uh, a lot of sellers can't sell because you know they are the business, mm. um, and you can't sell a business if it's not going to work without you inside of it. So you've obviously done a great job separating yourself from the day-to-day operations you're not driving oh gosh, yes. bus, so to speak, <laughs> which means that somebody will buy it from you because mm-hmm. they know when you're not part of it it's still going to work and operate mm-hmm. and they can leverage it through what they're already doing um and obviously build it scale it and, and obviously profit from that um so that's um it, it's all really interesting i i've been doing this josh for 28 years and two weeks mm-hmm. um you know, beginning of July '92 is when I first started wow. this journey, and, and whilst the first up until 2008, I was always doing like monster corporate deals. Um, I, I pivoted to buying and selling my own businesses just 12 years ago, and um, it's it's amazing. You know, I, I've bought some phenomenal businesses. Uh, I've made a lot of money from that. I, I've made some whopping mistakes, some howlers which, mm-hmm. you know, you learn from. Um, and I have the absolute honor and privilege today to um, to coach and mentor 5,500 dealmakers all over the world in, in the pursuit of buying businesses, whether their first business or whether they're buying multi-businesses in a portfolio or they, they're buying businesses to plug into what they already have. So uh, it's, it's certainly my mission. Um and I'm I'm one of these rare breeds that you know I eat my own cooking, and I don't throw up. Um, I own a private equity firm, so I'm I'm doing deals all the time. Um, but uh, you know that's my wealth creation yeah. part of my life. My my mission, my legacy is being able to give back and uh, and teach my 
my methods. And, and, and it's not because I'm smarter than anybody else. I've just been doing this for a lot longer than everybody else. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been at this for nearly three decades and uh, I've looked at tens of thousands of businesses and I've done over 330 deals, $47 billion of total deals. So I've yeah. learned a lot and I'm privileged to be able to share that with people that have obviously not been through the journey and the experience that I have. So, Carl, you've got a, um, a, a template that, that, that folks can download. Um, what's that URL that they could download that? Yeah, so I have, um, I have some free training. So if they go to trainwithcarl.com forward slash thoughtful, mm-hmm. um, I have some, some free training and some free resources for people that are curious about doing deals and buying businesses as a way to you know, create wealth, generate cash flow, get freedom, you know, build their own legacy. Um, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, it's not for the faint-hearted. It takes skills and it takes mastery. Uh, like all good things in life, you, you, you have to put in the hard yards and, and learn how to do something properly. Uh, but we've certainly got the tools and the strategies for people to do that that, that are prepared to uh, obviously invest the time to learn. So uh, trainwithcoal.com forward slash thoughtful. We have some um, some really cool things on there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Carl Allen, again, you're the founder of Dealmaker Wealth Society. Your website is dealmakerwealthsociety.com. And uh, the URL that you gave was trainwithcarl.com slash thoughtful. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Good deal for the free guide. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or 
post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.